Stephanie Martinez Rivera, and you are listening to the Joy Found Here podcast. I am obsessed with reminding my fellow mamas, queens, badass babes, ladies, and girls that perfection is just a word, not a lifestyle. Multitasking is overrated. Comparison is a theft of happiness. And yes, you can put yourself first. Oh, and by the way, for optimum results, you should. I'm a New York girl from a small town, part-time badass, proud mama bear times three. I've seen 60 full turns of the sun. I've learned the importance of how kindness begins with you and your self-talk. Join us each week as we help you navigate both the messy and the magical season of this crazy ride called life. Real stories that remind us to reclaim your power. The sun does come out after the shitstorm. A good cry can be cleansing and... We really don't know who sits on top of the mountain of judgment. Sit back, plug in, fill up your cup. This is your time. Remember, you've always had the power. Welcome to Joy Found Here. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. So where, oh, where is the time going? I can't even believe we are where we are, the year that we're in. Yeah, it happens quickly. And 2022, thank you. It was monumental in a thousand ways. And I look forward to life just getting better and better for everybody. Better and better. That's all you can ask for. And today, great way to start. We're talking with Jacqueline Kent. We're really obviously raising our game because, you know, I do talk to a lot of authors. You know how curious I am about that. I'm sorry. And I say, well, you know, you're an author if you've published one. And I talked to somebody that they said, oh, you know, I'm a first time author. And I'm like, first time, second time, who cares? You know, you got a book. Okay, well, you should shout it out because Jacqueline, she has four books under her wrath. And that's... um pretty impressive. So we want to talk definitely about that. That's a lot of information poured out to share. And that's what I love. Oh, yes, they're transformational books. And she does consider herself like that glass half full, which isn't it always. It just absolutely should be. One of her books is called Onward and Upward. And if you just remember like that little mantra, I want to find out like where it came from. Obviously, when you're here, you had to come from somewhere. People just don't get dropped from the drone. So we're going to see where her journey was and gladly how she's arrived here. So with that, I say, welcome, welcome, Jacqueline. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Stephanie. That was an amazing introduction. I love that. Thank you so much. It is an absolute pleasure to be here. I love how we connected. I think it was one of those meant to be things. And I love what your podcast stands for as well. Oh, well, such sweet words. Thank you. And you know what's so funny is it's so interesting in the digital age that we're living. And so where are you located? I'm in Nottingham in the United Kingdom, right slap bang in the middle of England. (laughs) And that's the wonder 
and the convenience of social media because I am literally looking at either usually a picture and then a little blurb of people who want to, you know, like, yeah, I'd love to share my story. And there's a lot of them. But then it's like there are people and you were one that whatever it was, it stops. I don't bother going into comments. I go right to you. I'm like, saw your post. Would love to have you. I want to know more. That's I just want to know more. I'm just I'm curious. So with all of that, let's get started. And first, let's talk about you. Tell us about you anywhere you'd like to start. Gosh, the thing about sharing my story that has always been a little bit complicated is that there are stories within the stories within the stories. I have one of those many different life lessons that I have learned over my lifetime. And I've really owned them and stepped up with them and understood that they are part of who I am. They haven't defined me as a person. Mm. They're just part of that. And I think that that's a really important message because you can allow yourself to be so embroiled and embedded in what's happening in your life that you lose your own sense of self and you can forget who you are. And I am now, after having much personal development work, I've been through, not having, but gone through Mm -hmm, lots mm -hmm. of different peeling away of layers. I've understood that each of those um, things that I have experienced in my lifetime. And there have been, you know, some dark and difficult times, some challenges and have all been a part of my story and got me to where I am now to be this person that is strong enough to stand here and share, you know, the learnings from my experiences and the kind of profound shifts that have happened as a result. The common thread for me is... We've come from somewhere. We have. And let it be good. It doesn't have to be the good, bad comparison, but you're here again. This is your best phase of you. So it's interesting how you go through what you go through, Mm -hmm. have your awakening or your realization. Okay. Wow. That was pretty shitty, but I'm still here, Uh bigger, stronger, better version 2.0 of Jacqueline going on. And then take it, the bravery and the courage of it is when you take it that one step further Mm -hmm. to talk about it. Because you could go through all of that and nobody would know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that one of the things about me is I've always been a sharer. I've always been one of those people who it's not that I really don't enjoy talking about myself, but I like to talk about what's going on for me and be real about that. Whether it's like you've said, the good, the bad, or the very ugly, I have always found myself in a space where I need to get that out. I don't want to walk around with it, just holding onto it inside me. Never have I entirely understood why that was. But actually, part of the the growth journey that I am on now, that is actually making a lot more sense to me. That whole thing, that whole piece about why that is who I am. I understand a lot more about that. So I would like to just revisit something that you said near to the beginning, which was talking about the title for my first book and where that came from. 
first of all, the first part of my real life roller coaster journey that I share in my first book, my memoirs, is actually the day that I found out I was pregnant when I was just 16 years old. And it shared from a very real perspective because I actually kept a diary at the time. So real life diary excerpts have been used to kind of really get what was going on for me at the time. So I was 16 years old. I was with my boyfriend. We'd been together three months and we went (laughs) on a journey of parenthood. We were both, I was 16. He was 17 by the time the baby was born, our, our first child. That was most definitely a life-affirming experience. At Always. any age, but then it throw in, uh, throw in at 16. Exactly. Where, oh, good God, yeah. 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 Um, you know, I was still developing and understanding life. Sure. Probably hadn't really started understanding life. And no. there I was creating yeah. my own. And at the time, I actually just embraced it. I was lucky enough to have very supportive parents who gave me somewhere to live. Well, they actually adapted the house. We had an extension made and all of that Mm -hmm, kind of stuff so mm -hmm. that I could stay home, bring up baby and all of those sorts of things. My boyfriend would carry on at college. He went to university. We left home, moved 150 miles away from everybody because that was where he got his place. Oh boy. Found myself in the middle of, let's just call it the middle of nowhere, because it might as well have been for me. Uh-huh. In this where I am now, the Midlands. And I actually then went on a bit of a journey of I was quite depressed because life was actually really tough. I had a sort of an 18-month-old. I was learning to play house. I was understanding about managing finances. And you're not Mostly, even 20 years old. I'm no, just no, doing no, the this, math in my yeah. head. Uh-huh. I left home at 18. Yeah. Okay. I was 18 years old. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, playing house, playing mum, doing all those things. And it was a bit, you know, like this was my life and I was just getting on with it. You know, I wasn't running around feeling sorry for myself. I was just getting on with it. That was how I Mm -hmm. handled it. So that was a big piece of my life puzzle. Although at the time I didn't realise that I was suffering quite severely with depression. I felt Mm. quite dark. I used to look forward to family visits at weekends, but also dread them because there was always a dynamic with my partner and my parents where that was quite stressful. They didn't really gel. So I would Uh look forward to it and dread it in equal measure. And then when it was over, I'd be sad it was over, but quite relieved. (laughs) So each weekend they would visit, I would go on this little mini roller coaster. And so then it it came to a time where we decided that the right thing for us was we wanted to have another child. The whole pregnancy went very smoothly until, unfortunately, and I was still very young at the time, just 20 years old. On the day that my baby was actually due to be born, so I was full term, I was actually told that my child had no heartbeat and was Uh, then going to be stillborn. And at that age, I'd had no experience of loss. It doesn't matter at any age. It's the worst. So I was there kind of dealing with my grief, my loss, trying to carry on being mum to my three and a half year old in my relationship. It was a very, very difficult time. And the words for my first book actually came from I was stood at my child's graveside on the day of his funeral. And my gran, who is one of the people I dedicated this book to, I remember her saying, standing at the, at the graveside, saying to me, onward and upward, my dear. Mm. And me thinking, what? Yeah. <laughs> at the time, I was like, oh. yeah. 
you don't get yeah, it. Yeah, you don't want to hear any words because no. words no. can't. Exactly. And I think it was just that thing. Nobody really knew what to say. But no. profoundly, no. those words really stayed yeah. with me. Because okay. I can remember thinking, if I've come this far, then there's no going back from this. So I just keep moving forward then. And that was what I did. And I used what had happened to me. I went to hospitals and taught student midwives, talked to them about things they could do in managing these situations when they arose. So I learned quite early mm. on to really talk about, talk through my experiences, if right. you like, and share them in a way that um, helped me to heal and also helped inform and hopefully change the bigger picture sort of a bit further down the road. So that was something that I started doing. It was about two to three years later. In the meantime, I'd thankfully had another child. So by that point, we'd had three children together and I'd Mm -hmm. also had a miscarriage. So there'd been a lot going on. So three pregnancies very close together, like two and a half years of pregnancy, basically. Like that was my journey. My relationship at the time, we were sound, we were solid, but we were still evolving, developing, maturing. And there came a point when I think it was fair to say that my partner, he wanted to have a life. He wanted a bit of a life. He was going off, doing some of his own thing. We were doing the whole family thing, but I was frustrated with my situation, with almost feeling like confused by what it all meant and making sense of everything. You opened the door, a windstorm Mm. came in and you have two children. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And on top of that, when my then third son was actually just close to five years old, in one year, I separated from his dad. I met somebody else who turned out to be my toxic next partner. Ah. And my son was diagnosed with autism. Okay. Let me <laughs> let me close my mouth a minute. Hmm. Wow. I'm still doing the math. You're oh, still yes. in your 20s when this is happening. I am. Your yes, son is five. Right. Okay, let's go. Okay, keep going. <laughs> um, so, wow. Stepped into what I realize now, understanding my journey, I had a very low self-worth. Mm. I never had a particularly good relationship with my sibling and On top of that, I had a relationship that was quite testing at times with my first partner. My self-worth was actually pretty low Mm. and I made choices that matched that. So the partner... And did people tell you that you're never going to be this or just take care of the house? The the just, did they they make you small? I had a lot of stories, yeah, I... I never felt valued in my first Mm -hmm. relationship. I went with the first person that came along really was what happened. Okay. Um, All right. And that's what happens. And that's, and that's what happens. The first person to give you a little attention, good, bad, and different. Uh And through one event, through one morning, afternoon, evening, one, whatever new life is created. And then your trajectory has been determined at that time. Yeah, so I was already in that space of not really valuing who I was. I'd, you know, experienced a lot of challenges and Mm -hmm. was all constantly giving myself a hard time. I didn't understand 
how that was going to play out for me, I didn't realize at the time. So went straight into another relationship with somebody who turned out to be verbally, emotionally, psychologically abusive. Mm -hmm. Eventually, he was also violent towards me. Right. Um, We married. We went on to have a child together. That one is now 16. So just to okay. <laughs> stopped, my head hurts. I've stopped doing the math. I, I've lost track. I, I think she has yes. four. I'm not even I know. sure what she That's has. it. Yeah. So I had four sons. <laughs> okay. In the end. Yeah. Wonderful. And so uh, so then basically after 12 years I was with him, we had an epic domestic incident yeah. Christmas 2014 which resulted in me being pinned to the wall by my throat, oh. fighting for my life. Oh. It then evolved into, he was so ashamed of himself, he went missing. There was an attempted suicide. There was a lot happening and my brain could not cope. I went into a really serious state of shock, actually, is what happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I still found myself wanting to hold everybody together. Uh-huh. because. I didn't really understand the value in doing anything just for taking care of myself. I was still trying to keep everybody else kind of up. Yeah, exactly. So then over 18 months, went on a journey with my now ex-husband who had by this point moved out, but we were trying to figure things out Uh in a safer Uh sort of way. We went through counseling. We did all the things. You genuinely probably couldn't have thrown any more at it than I actually did. And I say I because it was mostly me doing the work. And thankfully, I reached the summer of 2016 and found myself in a conversation with a life coach. And the conversation went, tell me about your life today. At which point I just had to be kind of pulled back from just laughing my head off because if I hadn't laughed, uh, there were no words. Yeah, yeah. Went into a bit of a, you know, this is where I'm at. This is how and why. And all she said to me was, if you can learn to put yourself first, everything else will fall into place. A simple sentence. Mm -hmm. That's it. And it stuck. And I thought, well, I've tried everything else. I've paid her for her help. So if I don't then pay attention to it, what was the point? (laughs) Yep. So I went on and I did the work. We worked on my beliefs. We worked on how I wanted to feel when I woke up in the morning. And within a matter of weeks, my marriage that had been literally hanging by a thread just stopped. It just came to an end. And it was another one of those conversations where I realized I had two options. One was to keep doing things the way that I'd been doing them. The other one was just to let it all go. And I just let it all go. It's so amazing, especially when you just look back and describe it as that. And it probably was that easy while you were, again, in the thick of it. You were in the thick of a lot of things up until that point. And flip side of everything is you can give yourself the permission and the power to change the story. Yeah. For me, it was about learning to let go of the outcome. I was not trying to save my marriage. That wasn't the point of the work. The point of the work was to find another way. I didn't know what that way was. 
you knew that what you were doing, you were kind of done with. I think very underneath everything I did, but I didn't know how on earth to move forward from that. And I'd felt trapped for so long. I'd got so frustrated that it was just like, well, what is the point in literally investing all my energy in this thing that isn't getting me anywhere or doing anything for me, quite honestly? I'm really clear that all that was needed at that point in time was me having time for me and understanding who I was, what I wanted, and just getting excited about the possibilities again. What's so interesting is someone gave you permission. Yeah, absolutely. I think I'd never really had that opportunity to just look at me for me's sake. Because of my life, because Mm -hmm. of how that had gone. And I was like, so this is what it feels like to get to choose. I get to choose. (laughs) Once you kind of embrace that and you think, well, actually, if I did that, then what's to stop me going forward with the next thing and the next thing? And you don't always know what they are. And the more opportunities that come up and you respond to them in an appropriate way, the more opportunities you then get presented with from that point onwards. So it's magical. It's magical. I love it. It is a a constant. So Mm. with Onward and Upward, that was the first. Book one. There we are. Book one. (laughs) And then you were a writer Mm. because you kept a diary. Yeah. So you have that. And what made you share this? Mm. What actually happened was uh, 2017, having done a lot of the work, I met Mm -hmm. my soulmate. We connected. Mm -hmm. He'd been on a very similar journey in a lot of ways. And I was in that space where magic just kept happening. Amazing Mm. things just kept coming into my life. And I, I could go yes or no to them. And I felt free enough before him and then when with him to be able to make choices that were the right ones. And it was actually in very early 2018, I read Light is the New Black by Rebecca Campbell. And something that she talks about in her book is when you're trying to figure out what your purpose is or what could possibly be next for you, it's good to see if you can go back to a time when something that you did felt so natural, felt so right for you that you just did it. And you were probably not really overthinking it like we get to do as the layers kind of get added on and we get older. And what is that thing? What's the thing that lights you up? And I just Uh. straight away was like, writing, that's it. I knew. And about two weeks later, up on Facebook popped somebody who'd been in various different groups that I'd been in. I'm going to help mentors write their first book. And I thought, oh, there's a sign. (laughs) So that was book one. And it was actually Cassandra who helped mentor and guide me through the process of publishing my first book, Uh who then had this inspired download for The Girls Who Refused to Quit, which is a collaboration. And there are 14 women in there sharing stories of life-changing moments. So her first book was called The Girl Who Refused to Quit. That's an amazing title because it's got life-changing moments in these ladies' times where they really could have given up and didn't and how that happened, what they can share with you about that. And in that book, that's where I share what actually happened to me when I lost my son and how I picked myself up and kept going from that point onwards. So important. 
Yeah, it really is. It really is. When I'd actually finished writing my first book, I knew what my next book was going to be. In fact, I'd even had the idea for the title. Everything just appeared. Oh, wow. That is my self-help book. And that covers all of the different methodologies, things that I practiced, tried, experimented with, sometimes picked up, sometimes put down again. Uh It includes things like hobbies, things that you can do to give yourself a little bit of free thinking space, all sorts of different things in there. Some spiritual stuff as well. It talks about meditation, EFT. Absolutely. Uh It's a real resource book, that one. And that came out in June last year. And then at the beginning of this year, again, alongside Cassandra, because another thing to note about this is my journey with Cassandra, who mentored me, is I now work within her business as well, helping guide other women to or and men to become heart led authors, to share their stories. So what is her full name? Why do I think I, I think I've Cassandra seen Cassandra Welford. You may have seen okay. her in some of the groups. Yeah. Yeah. Right. In some of the groups. Sure. Yeah. She's doing some great work. And she's okay. all about helping people share their life-changing stories to inspire other people. That's what she does. I yeah. love the cover. Like yeah. when we're done, you have to Google these books because the covers, the covers say it all. They really just tie into very succinct title like this is it. And come on, you can't go wrong with that. Exactly. Wow, that's really nice. So, so this one was a number one bestseller on Amazon when it was launched in October. We had a full-on proper real-life book launch. Um, 16 ladies contributed to this book. We've got some incredible stories in there of real life-affirming, epic times in people's lives that they've now found the bravery and the courage to share. For everyone who picks up this book, you will not fail to be inspired. It's an incredible book. So that actually came out in October. But what I didn't tell you, Stephanie, is that another collaboration that's coming out this week So I'm actually waiting for my copies of that. They're due to arrive at the end of the week. All right. So by the time everybody hears this and when they do Google, they'll see what she said four, but there's five. She did another one. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's so interesting how somebody says a sentence to you on a day that was your day. I think that was your day. Hearing it. Yeah. You didn't resist, but. I don't know if you totally believed what she said at the time or if you just kept it on the surface and then it just like kind of slowly saturated into your being kind of like, you know, when the paper towel first hits the water spill, like it just slowly embeds you and then you'll be like, let's just explore that. Yeah, this has now become a core piece of what I do in my work is helping other women, not necessarily when they're stuck in relationships, but at this time in our lives, in your 40s and your 50s, you're in a time when things are changing and you don't always fully understand what's going on and you can feel stuck, you can feel lost, you feel like you've kind of lost connection with an identity, Mm -hmm. you don't really know what path to travel down, Mm -hmm. you don't necessarily know what the future looks like. Or even how you got here. Exactly. You know, in my 40s, uh, you know, like it's it's like you literally wake up and be like, what just happened here? Oh, I've got three kids. That's great. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I was in a hurry. Okay. Yeah. And it's the who is that in the mirror and what about me? So one of the core things that I do when I first start working with women is honoring the journey that's gotten to where they are right now. It's like Mm -hmm. the first stage of my framework in my business because 
it's so important. You didn't just arrive here and let's keep going forwards. Mm -hmm. You need to understand and process and be at peace with decisions that you might have made, any of those sorts of things. And I have so many different tools and techniques and different things that I do in my work with women. And the thing that I always say is you're the only person that you're guaranteed to spend the rest of your life with. So you (laughs) have a good relationship with her. Love. Honestly, I have to say that's probably the first time I heard it put that way. Okay. And when you hear that, it makes so much sense. Yeah. So when you work with women, tell me in what aspect is that? Are are you in person? Are you online? What services so do you do? I'm actually currently um, working on putting together an online program that okay. covers some of these fundamental Something pieces. to look forward to. It's, yeah, on. absolutely. It's actually an <laughs> online program that goes alongside my book. So it's like, oh. it's the book, now it's time to do the work. That's going to be next year, but I'm online. So I do coaching sessions on Zoom. So it sounds like this year, 2023, is going to be such great things coming from you and more. I've really spent this year figuring out what I want it to look like and uncovering the pieces of the puzzle. I think I've been asking the right questions, just, you know, Mm -hmm. what's next for me? What's Mm. next? And now now I'm on that path. I'm like, I want to go further, faster. So, So, and when you do ask the what's next, you're just almost like, let's walk into Willy Wonka's factory there just to be like, tell me what else I can have. You're open. You're not trying to control your, I'm here, which, which side, oh, I should go to the left. Great. Well, let's try there. I knew I was not going to be disappointed. I knew... (laughs) This story went here, there, and everywhere. A little (laughs) harried in the beginning as I'm doing the math to say, how old is she? Wait a minute. Because again, we try to put ourselves in your place. You know, when I was that age, when I was that age, and it's so interesting to meet somebody who, yeah, you went through not the best of times, but something tells me you wouldn't have it any other way for whatever the reason, the lessons, the people in Mm -hmm. your lives during whatever those seasons were, they Mm -hmm. had to be there in order for you to be here. Yeah, absolutely. And even though some of those things were terribly painful, horrific to go through. Yeah. I don't know why exactly, but they were there for a purpose. They were there for a purpose, probably because you in a few times during this conversation said you were wanting to share your story Mm -hmm. and share my story, because especially something like stillborn, something Mm -hmm. like miscarriage, those Mm -hmm. taboo topics. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I've seen and I Mm -hmm. know people who have had both. And I'm older than you, but still imagine your gram, imagine your, your mother, the women before us, where it was not talked about, period, yeah. end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it didn't even happen. It was not even acknowledged. So you never knew that maybe your mother had some miscarriage. You never knew that. They never talked about it. You never knew what they went through. They never talked about it. So here, 
give it a voice. Some people might not want to talk about it and I get it, but others do want to talk about it. Yeah. And you've given them an opportunity and a platform and, or just, oh, wow, look at her. You know, she went through the same thing and, you know, loss is loss is loss at any point during this journey. Unfortunately, I was just recently speaking with, uh, a woman whose teenage son committed suicide. We're not jockeying for medals. Loss is loss. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter like how it happened. It's the loss of what could have been. But to give the voice, because it's a topic that really needs a little more opportunity Mm. to let people share their story, validate, they're all very similar. You thought you mm. were the only one absolutely, who yeah. either went through that, who felt like that. Oh, my God, that same thing happened to me. How was that next pregnancy? Everyone mm. can probably share something so similar to that. So yeah. thank God you took it to the next step and wanted to share mm. and get your story out there. For that, I say thank you. And all your stories. I can't wait to get the books. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, you can order them on Amazon. <laughs> okay, so where are we going to find you? Okay, Websites, so, social yeah. handles. I'm in the middle of upgrading my website at the moment, but okay. it will still be the same. So it's quite simply JacquelineKent.co.uk. Okay. My books are, what I would say is the first one mentioned is still on Amazon in my maiden name. So I got married since I published this one. So it's under Jacqueline Rogerson, but that will make sense when you read the happy ending bit. So (laughs) that's the first bit to say. And then you have, you've got this by Jacqueline Kent on Amazon. You've got this. I love it. Beautifully broken. And Love. the girls who refused to quit. And again, I'm in there, published as, you know, in my own right. So they both feature on that as well. I am also on Instagram at Jacqueline Kent Official and TikTok, I've just started doing. Ah, so, yeah, talking about my down, books quite a lot. So, falling yeah. down the TikTok rabbit hole. Yes, yes, I love yeah. it. I love it. One of my goals in 2023 is to hit the record button finally. But okay, I'll get yeah, there. I'll get there. We'll see each other on the talk. Yeah. Yeah. My kids are like, oh my God, don't talk like that, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I got told no dancing under no circumstances. I have no intention of dancing. No, exactly. Exactly. I can't even press the record button. Yes, indeed. Indeed. (laughs) Well, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for your time and for sharing that incredible story. And I look forward to following what else you've got coming because watch out world it's <laughs> for sure yes thank you thank you so much and can I just say yes. I absolutely love the beautiful imagery and the metaphors that you use when you're talking they were just a delight I love oh it. thank you thank you so yeah. much yeah I get that from I'm like wait a minute this is what I'm seeing and yeah 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 thank that. you I'm having a blast. I'm really, I'm having a blast and meeting people like you and just, it's so much fun. Like no one should be allowed to have as much fun as I am. Amazing. All right. So listen, website, joyfoundhere.com. I want to hear those comments. We're still in the ratings game, people. Yes. Five, 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 five stars. 
They mean yeah. something. They do. I know Spotify, especially. And I want you to check out Jacqueline's books on Amazon. When you see the covers and the great titles, those words are going to just mean something to someone I know. There was so many pearls in this one. I'm so, so grateful. Until next week, be well. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already done so, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to head over to joyfoundhere.com for any questions, comments, and feedback. Until next week, keep your head up and your crown straight. You've got this.